Hey, my name is Reina and welcome to Soul Astrology. I am a yoga teacher, an astrologist, and person just trying to figure out how to be human. Come join me as we talk about different spiritual practices all around the world that we can learn from and try astrology input for the week and just discussions about life. All right, let's do this. Hello and welcome to Soul Astrology. So I've changed the name of this podcast several times, but I really like Soul Astrology because I want to incorporate, you know, metaphysical tools as well as uh, astrology, as well as relevant thoughts and feelings. I don't know if um, you responded to my Instagram post, choosing which one was you wanted to hear, um, but basically all three of them got equal votes. So I decided to just mash it all up into one. So yeah, today's January 15th. It is um, Martin Luther King's Jr.'s birthday today. Of course, we celebrate it on Monday. Uh, it's so, so relevant right now. So I just want to take a moment to really honor just his bravery and the work that he did and the work that uh, we are continuing to do today. Okay, so I want to start off talking about a metaphysical tool or practice or spiritual practice that I think is really cool. Um, my goal is to be introducing like a different one every week that from different cultures and religions and backgrounds uh, to, you know, learn about in practice. So this one is one that actually comes from Judaism, which I am Jewish. So I wanted to kind of start there, and it's something that just recently my friends have kind of made me aware aware of, and it's called Hit Bodedut. Um, I don't know if I'm saying that perfectly, but basically, it's uh, it's like a kind of meditation, uh, and associated with a, a Hasidic Jew named uh, the Rabbi Nachman of Breslov who was kind of existed in the, it uh, looks like the 18th, 19th century. And this practice is basically just talking out loud to God. And uh, this article, particularly myjewishlearning.com, just to cite it, of course, is, is equating it to like a date night with God. So just speaking openly and honestly, honestly, and just like literally just talking and just being real, like talking like a friend, not like a formal prayer to God, but just saying like, yo, like what, what's up with this? Like, why is my life like this? Like, I'm frustrated with this and I really desire this. And I just want to talk to you. I just want to have like a conversation with the universe. And I think it's really powerful because I think God can be this kind of elusive being or figure. Of course, I'm not here to preach anything. I'm just discussing. And, you know, ultimately just talking to the universe like it's our friend can be really liberating. Like this entity is just, you know, what if God was one of us? Um, so Rabbi Nachman in his own words on this article, he says, Hit Bodedut is the highest path of all. One must therefore set aside an hour or more each day to talk with God by themselves in a room or in a field. 
This can include complaints, excuses, or words seeking grace, acceptance, and reconciliation. So this is really important because this isn't just talking about the good things. This It's also the practice of talking about what is frustrating us. I think that it can be really cathartic to just voice the truth and not skip over the frustrations and the complaints that we have because they're true and they're real and they're inside of us and we don't need to be skipping over the reality of that existing inside of us. And so, yeah, I really just want to encourage us all to just try this. Um, I don't know if maybe a whole hour, but just if you're feeling frustrated, maybe in the car, I mean, I already talked to myself, (laughs) but I don't know if you guys do, but uh, yeah, just like sitting in the car or in the shower or just when you're alone, maybe. I mean, I know there's a lot of alone time going on nowadays with, um, with you know, just the world being shut down, LOL. Um, and so just taking a minute, like when feeling lonely or feeling like no one's listening to you and you just need that kind of uh, validation and connection to practice this and see how it feels in your body and in your mind and in your soul. And let me know how it goes. <laughs> I think that we could all make our, um, ourselves laugh, definitely. I make myself laugh when I'm talking out loud <laughs> a lot. Okay, so moving into now astrology, um, just a little bit about me and why I'm actually into astrology. I know that it's very popular and it's awesome. Personally, I kind of was like, I'm picking up on it maybe like two or three years ago, just kind of researching, seeing like, you know, just like the the casual, what's my sun, what's my moon. And then I went to this uh, astrologer named Marilyn Dumont, and she's really well known in the astrology community. Um, she is super awesome and she's been doing it for like 40 years, uh, 30 or 40 years. And I had a reading with her back in September of 2019, right? So long ago. And in the reading, she basically predicted that she said in March of 2020, it's going to be like Armageddon, 7 billion people will be affected. And I listened to this podcast, or I listened to this recording um, that was originally in September of 2019. I listened to it in April of 2020, and I thought to myself, oh my frick, like this lady used astrology to predict like energetically what, what we we're about was about to happen. And that was just so validating for me. And I was like, man, like, I need to look more into this. Like, I need to use this as a tool because, like, it's not a joke. It's just not. It's it's some real, it's some real guiding um, information. So, yeah, so it's been really awesome. I've been doing astrology readings and um, learning more about myself and other people and my friends and family. Uh, It's been really, really awesome. So I just kind of want to talk about some of the things that may be affecting us this week or just in general. So we just had a new moon on January 13th, a couple days ago. Uh, New moons are generally just times of deep reflection. And this new moon was in Capricorn. 
So, you know, new moon and Capricorn. Capricorn is about resourcefulness and long-term goals and rules kind of our public selves in our in the structure of our lives. So with that new moon in Capricorn, it's kind of like maybe reevaluating what our long-term goals are and what we want our lives to look like and what's best for us in the long-term. Capricorn is not one to make quick decisions. So if you feel like you've had this big decision coming up for you, Capricorn new moons, like slow down, reevaluate, look inside yourself. Um, and what's good for the long term, not what's good right now, what feels great at the moment, but like over time, like what's going to benefit you the most, right? So that's kind of where we've, we're coming out of. And it aligned with Pluto, the planet of death and transformation. So this is like extra important. It's like, who do you want to be? And like some, and when you want to be someone, sometimes you have to let, you know, the other part of yourself die (laughs) and kind of fade away. Um, so that something else can exist. Right. So the sun in general is in Capricorn too. So the energy that I was just talking about with Capricorn is, is, is kind of happening until the 19th. So only four more days until we move into Aquarius, which I think is going to be way more just flowy. Uh, Capricorn is an earth sign, so can be feel kind of slow, can feel kind of um, uncomfortably grounded and moving into Aquarius, the air sign. Um, but the most, the most stable air sign because it's fixed. Um, so moving from this kind of slow, you know, having to think about our long-term goals, having to kind of look look inside ourselves and really meticulously kind of analyze, moving into Aquarius, which is just much more fun, much more flowy, much more, there's much more movement happening with, with Aquarius. Um, but it's deliberate movement, probably from the lessons that we've learned in Capricorn. It's deliberate movement. So obviously, since we're in the age of Aquarius, I'm really excited for the sun sign to change. But, you know, like Capricorn is really trying to get us to look at at the long term and and the lessons that we need to learn. And it's ruled by Saturn. And for those of you who know, Saturn is like the karmic teacher. So Saturn's like not the most easy planet to work with. But and it it is what creates our structure in the long term. Like, you know, it reminds me of that experiment they did um, with kids for psychology where they, the long-term gratification and they left, they had two kids like hanging out um, or they had a kid hanging out and they said, you can either eat this one marshmallow now when I leave the room or you could wait and don't eat it until I come back. And if you hadn't eaten it, I'll give you three marshmallows. So it was a question of the self-control in order to get more. So that really feels like what's going on here. It's like, can you hold back now so you can have more later? Right? Can you hold, can you, can you not eat the one marshmallow so that you can eventually have three marshmallows? Right? 
Um, marshmallows aren't the best example because they kind of suck. Like, they're kind of gross. But uh, whatever your favorite treat is, just replace it. So, right. So moving on, talking about other placements happening here. We have our Mercury in Aquarius um, just from January 8th to March 15th. So it's going to be hanging out here for a while. And we're also going to go retrograde in with the Mercury in Aquarius. This makes me feel like, once again, the way that we're needing to think um, has to change. It has to be more like the theme that I'm tapping into is just it has to be more deliberate. And I just want to look up what deliberate means real quick because I honestly, okay, done consciously and intentionally. Perfect. So speaking in a deliberate fashion, thinking deliberately, thinking in a way that is a, like adventurous and intellectual, but like fixed and grounded and in certain and has a plan, right? Aquarius has a plan. Capricorn has a plan. They are not signs that are just kind of just doing whatever they feel like. So there, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity of change. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, which is the planet of revolution and awakening. So anytime Aquarius pops up, there's bound to be some sort of changes or like big, like great realizations, epiphanies. Um, and so and so that's what's going on there. Venus is in Capricorn uh, from January 8 to February 1, so not too long. Uh, so yeah, so the same Capricornian energy uh, here. And, you know, it doesn't feel super, um, it feels like it's a lot about okay, Venus being what we attract, Venus being our relationships, it's like forming relationships that once again serve the long-term, that long-term gratification in our relationships. Um, are we just dating around and and just kind of because we feel lonely? I just listened to a podcast about how loneliness can, you know, influence that, you know, reaching out to someone you used to date or can kind of influence you in a way that's not great in the long term and can kind of end up not feeling so good. So just kind of really honing in on this long-term plan. I mean, I know it's hard to have a plan while the world is falling apart, but we can have a plan. Oh, I'm so sorry. <clears throat> we can have a plan for our standards, right? We can have a plan for how we want to feel, um, who we want to be, how how we want to show up in the world. Most importantly, for me, it's like, do I want to keep doing school? Is that my path? So, but also focusing on the relationships that will help us get there, and um, and having faith that those relationships are going to carry us through hard times as well. Okay. Um, Mars is in Taurus, um, January 6th to March 3rd. This to me, you know, March moved into Taurus a little bit ago. I don't know the exact date, but it did. And, you know, I mean, I would say Mars moving into Taurus 
there's some frustration, there's some irritation. Taurus can be really stubborn, but also gets things done. So just some 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 tension here. There's some tension in the air. Uh, before there was like rage and now there's just tension. So it's a little different. Uh, we're feeling a little bit more like, leave me alone. I want to have my cup of tea on the couch with my blanket. Like, please just leave me alone. Um, that kind of irritability. So just w- be watching out for that. It's not a bad thing. I think ultimately Taurus just needs space to find comfort and find ways to just breathe and just be. Um, and I, I never read astrology as like, oh, this is a bad aspect. It's just kind of like what is going on. And it's good to just be aware of what's going on. Okay. So some of the long-term influencing ha- influences happening right now with the world, uh, just large aspects. We have, we have, um, give me one quick. Okay, sweet. Uh, Sun conjunction Pluto, right? So this is like Pluto, death and transformation, sun, ego identity, um, this, does this need to be explained? Yeah. I mean, this is basically like who we are is just shifting this week. We might feel, especially like having those moments of like, oh my God, like who the fuck am I honestly? And who do I want to be? And what is my identity? And, and it can bring up some kind of dark things. Pluto can, but the sun is going to illuminate the shadows that need to come out. So lots of shadow work, I would say, this week happening. Uh, We have Mars squared Jupiter. That creates a little bit more tension. Uh, We're a little bit at conflict with what we want and an expansion, meaning we might want a lot, but we are not getting the kind of expansion that we're desiring at the moment. Um, And we're feeling at conflict with like, the desires that we have and the way the world is presenting itself. But this is, you know, just a sign for us to just be patient, right? And and the Mars energy is a very masculine energy, the exhale that just kind of wants to do and go and and fight and just get in there. And so having to kind of taper that back um, and once again, patience and deliberation are really key right now Um, because, you know, it takes time for this expansion to happen. And we're learning the lesson of you can't just run headfirst into something and expect it not to hurt your head, (laughs) right? Bar square Saturn, here's another here's another point of tension, which is interesting because I know a lot of my friends have been feeling tense, including myself. So Mars square Saturn, right? Tension here. Saturn is restriction and structure. And um, and so Mars square Saturn, once again, we're like, I want to do this thing. And Saturn's like, whoa, slow down. Like, <laughs> we're not gonna, we're kind of needing to 
you know, like take a step back here. So Mars, we have a lot going on with Mars. And since Mars is in Taurus, it's extra hard. We might be feeling extra stubborn, extra fixated on why aren't things the way they need to be right now. And, you know, we have these two squares. And so Jupiter and Saturn, the, the two like very large influential planets are kind of kind of saying, oh, not right now, kind of slow your roll, like sit back down, be the high vibrational Taurus, which it, in Mars, which is the Taurus that stands firmly and is patient and is a part of the earth. It's an earth sign, you know, be the Taurus that is meditating in the garden, not you know, the, the other vibrational aspect of the, of Taurus, which starts to like, which wants to just kind of ram into things and like, just beat things down to a pulp, which can be necessary sometimes, but it's just not necessary right now. So we have Jupiter square Uranus, another square, another, another kind of internal conflict. Keeping in mind though, that squares once resolved, you know, the lesson creates reward always. The tension always creates strength, right? When we're working out, the more tension we have, the stronger we're getting. So Jupiter is expansion, Uranus is revolution. And so there's this, um, there's this square here. Um, and so we're like, yeah, like I feel this ability for expansion and abundance, but I'm not really able to like make it happen and like make that change right now. Um, once again, patience, deliberation, just like really big themes coming up right now. And we also have Jupiter sextile Chiron, right? So these kind of flow together. These are kind of, har these are harmonious. So kind of just, you know, some of our wounds might be coming up. And so there's opportunity for really deep healing. Maybe while we're, when we, when we step back from our Mars place of aggression and, and of, of desire, um, we have these really big lessons to learn. And those inner lessons are going to create the expansion that we're not getting from that masculine energy. Like, yeah, I'm just going to do this until I can't do it anymore. And that's going to work. No, like there's going to be some things that are coming up in in you some like really deep deep things to look at and to recognize and not only is jupiter in sextile with chiron but saturn is also in sextile with chiron so you know this is saturn the planet of limitations and karmic lessons and structure is flowing with the chiron the wounded healer uh, the the ruler of the planet of healing and concealed trauma, and so you know we there's wounds coming up to help us ultimately help us be harmonious with our lessons and with our expansion. So Jupiter and Saturn are basically like you gotta like hold tight, deal with the shit that's coming up before you can expand, before you, everything can change, right? And so, you know, I would say the overall lesson, the overall keywords here are patience, deliberation, um, and healing. Patience, del deliberation, and healing, 100%. <sighs> okay, so that was a lot. I hope that you got something out of it. I know it's a lot of lingo, but 
Um, I think that over time, hopefully you understand, but like, please reach out if you didn't, because I would love to know if it was just so confusing or if it resonated with you. Um, And the last thing I'll leave you with is just a thought that something I struggle with, that we can start classifying negative emotions as good things. I think that when we hear the word negative emotion, we're like, that's bad. But it's not because it's here to teach us and show us and and it's a part of the human experience. So what if the negative emotions can also be good as well and the, the positive good? Because positive and negative make up the whole spectrum of like the world and a magnet and like the law of magnetism both have to exist. So can we just, can it be good? Can we classify negative emotions as good and normal and healthy? (laughs) Um, Yeah. So deep breath here. And please join me again on Soul Astrology. Hit me up on Instagram. Let me know what you thought. I appreciate everyone who's like sticking around watching me like be kind of all over the place with this podcast, but I'm feeling really good about the structure of this one. So um, love you guys. Um, Be safe and healthy and happy and I'll see you next time. If you guys love this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you can be officially a part of the Soul Powwow fam.